Hello, 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 hello. Coming to the Grammy Life Podcast, presented by the one and the only, you know what it is, your girl, Derek Nicole, that Grammy with the classical swag, that Grammy with the smooth, sexy voice. I know, I know, I know. I won't make it about my voice, but I am super excited to be back with episode seven of season one, and I would say that I'm really pleased with the way that this podcast has been turning out. So today is entitled, Adapting to More. Last week, we talked about how I had to adapt to my household change from three to five, six to seven. We talked about finances and responsibility. So today, I'm just going to keep that conversation going. So listen, when I talk about life as a young grandmother and adapting, one of the things I had to adapt to was finances. Finance is going to always be people's biggest issues. But can you just imagine... Um, working two jobs and still feeling like you're not making ends meet. And like I said, my daughter was 13, so she couldn't get the benefits that most um, 18-year-olds could get or even adults. So when I say the struggle was real, finances, the cash store became my best friend for about at least two years, a good two years. I was at the cash store faithfully at least twice a month, Um, you know, having to get that $600 and then having to pay the 675 because you know there's a fee. But that was life for me, like for like two years straight. Um, I was there consistently. And then from the cash store, I moved on to the plasma. I was donating plasma, donating my little blood that became my little side piece. I was faithful about it. Every Saturday at seven o'clock in the morning, I was in line waiting with at least about 15 other people to donate plasma to get that $50 for the first five, six visits. Then it went down to 45 and then sometimes 35, but I was there at least about twice a week. I was going on Wednesdays and then faithfully on Saturday. So I know what you're probably thinking. Well, where's the dads? Um, there was a father in, in, in the picture. Um, he did what he can do, you know, being a single mom, being a divorced um, parent, you know, sometimes the other parent doesn't always help out, but he did the best that he can do um, up until Diana went to go stay with him. But <clears throat> because she was in my care, it was all the financial part was on me. So another thing I struggled with um, was because she couldn't get, you know, help financially um, through the state um, and having to work the two jobs and, like I said, making Cash App Store my favorite friend and then the Plasma Center, my side piece, I really thank God that my parents were able to step in and kind of fill in the gaps. So you think about, you know, young young women nowadays, if you see these young mothers out here and um, you judge them because they're on a the system, the system was put in place for a reason. However, it's our job as mothers to tell our daughters that this is not the way. You know, um, I don't encourage people to go out and have kids at a young age. However, if there is a woman out there who was happened to be in my shoes, who was a single uh, mother raising a child with a child that was underage, um, hey, we, we do what we have to do as moms. We, we, we fill in the gaps, we do what we have to do. I did everything under the sun that was legal to make sure that they had the basic necessities, they had a roof over their head, they had food on the table, um, things was were put in place, although it was a couple times where I had to rob Peter to pay Paul. Look, I even got an eviction notice one time. Yep, that's real talk for real, for real. I had to pay Peter, rob Peter to pay Paul, and I actually got an eviction notice. And 
one of the things I had talked to my uh, landlord, I was just explaining to him that, you know, it's just really hard working two jobs, trying to take care of two kids, and then on top of that, a grandchild having to pay child care, student loans. It was just a lot. So he and I was able to work something out, you know, in the end. And I actually tried to get assistance. I went to MoCap, but I was told that I made too much money. I don't even know what that means. But like I said, I'm paying rent. I had a car note, um, had to pay child care, uh, paying student loans, paying a water bill. You got to pay the lights. You have a cell phone. You know, I had things that I had to take care of. So I had to do what I had to do as a parent to make sure that my household was run right. But I thank God that I have my mother and father there to fill in the gaps for me. Another adaptation and a struggle I had was, you know, once again, having a minor with a child and you have to deal with attitudes because she was only 13 and I had to still raise her. So um, her attitude shifted, my attitude shifted as with hers also. And sometimes our conversations and interactions was not always pleasant. Um, it was kind of like as if my house was like semi-cold. And when I say semi-cold, I talk about because her childhood was pretty much gone. And although I tried to make sure that she had a normal childhood as much as possible, although she had a child. And I let her know from day one, because you decided to have this child, you will raise your child. That's not my responsibility. So with that having to do with attitudes and then the behaviors, you know, being disrespectful. And part of um, the adapting was is accepting the fact that it was my daughter's decision to have unprotected sex. You know, it was her decision to keep her child. So why are you getting mad at me? Why are you laughing at me? I wasn't in the room when you decided to have unprotected sex. So having to deal with those issues without going to jail, we talked about earlier how she bucked up against me and I had to do what any black mama would do. I snatched her up, had CPS at my house. So the, you know, this is just all about adapting to um, becoming a young grandmother, having a young child with a child and what life was like. So I wanna say actually like the first three years of uh, becoming a grandmother between the finances, the household shift, the responsibilities, the attitudes, and the behavior. It has been nothing but adaptation. And I've been in this thing thing called Grammy Life for about six years. And I can honestly say like the last two years have been a little bit better. You know, um, my daughter has gotten to a point to where she's maturing. And I actually remember when we had to stand in front of a judge <clears throat> because there was some, um, was there was gonna be a shift with some custody. Um, she was gonna go stay with her dad, so we had it legally get that um, custody changed over to where her father was going to be her custodial parent. And I remember the judge telling me that basically we have a young mother who's spoiled, but who's also immature. And he says there's going to come a day in time to where she will grow up. And what does that look like? So me being a mother sitting in the courthouse, listening to this judge tell me that, and I, that's something that has always stuck with me. And so to see that being said about six years ago to where she is now, I see the maturity. I see her coming into her own. I see her being a good mother um, to the best of her ability. I see her trying to do the best and even having some regrets. But I tell her, don't live your life in the past. The only thing that you can do as a young mother is to take the things that I taught you um, as a child and even as a young adult and carry that into your own parenting when it comes to your daughter. So I know what you're thinking. 
dang, like, you know, that's a lot. And when we gonna get to the Grammy Life, I had to give you the ins and outs, the beginning. So as we get into season two, we'll talk about dating, we'll talk about love and more of life. So until then, stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And oh, a fun fact about Grammy with the classical swag, because you know I got a classical swag like none other before. I want to say um, I have a knack for K-Swiss. Don't judge me. I play basketball in K-Swiss. And in one game, I even scored 26 points. Holler at your girl if you want to get on a basketball court all the 145. But guess what? My ankles is good. So until the next, I want to say peace out, be blessed, and smile. And I'll be back next Thursday with Grammy Life Podcast.